So this one, as you know, there's a little mention towards the end of Beethoven. Beethoven. So, so here we go. Stupid sexy pod. Stupid sexy pod. Stupid sexy pod. Stupid sexy pod. I can't remember how the rest of the song goes. It doesn't matter because it's the first stupid sexy podcast of 2022. <laughs> That's right, baby. Welcome back. Season 15, episode 11, the Magical History Tour. And as ever, you're joined by your two wonderful co-hosts. First of all, she's over there. She was wrong in the new year and she's wearing a big grey jumper because she's probably a bit chilly. It's Heather Anderson. And over there, he's gone mad with new year power. It's Alan Irwin. That's me indeed. And welcome everybody. As I say, this is season 15, episode 11, the Magical History Tour. So as ever, Heather, I have prepared a synopsis for this episode. Would you like to hear it for the first time this year? As someone who has yet to watch a Simpsons episode this year, hit me the fuck up, bro. Okay, season 15, episode 11, Marginal History Tour. When Springfield Library gets rid of all its books, Marge helps the kids with their history projects by retelling famous events from the past. We see Homer as Henry VIII, Lenny and Carl as Lewis and Clark, and Bart as Mozart as we find out all about great moments in history, albeit in a very inaccurate way. I mean, that sounds about right from what I remember seeing. So what do you think? I thought it was alright. I don't know if I loved it or not. I thought it was... I thought it was shite. I thought it's one it of those ones. Shite. I think. I think, like, in theory, it should have been good, but it kind of mm, didn't win me over, like... But it was alright. I thought it's last week's was great and this is such a fucking calm down. I really didn't like it. And there are jokes in it that I enjoy, but I'm like, I just didn't. Oh, there's something about it really annoyed me. Yeah. It really it really stank of later Simpsons to me. Yeah. In a bad I think way. As well, it was kinda like if you're gonna do an episode that has like more than like like three segments in it, they all need to be good. But it kinda it did mm-hmm. like each each segment was like a little soggy. I don't know. Yeah. It just they wouldn't have done this episode in the first seven, eight seasons. Yeah, no, for sure. It was all filler, no killer. Yeah, exactly. Some 41 are spinning in their graves and they ain't even dead. They're spinning on the fucking half pipe, bro. <laughs> in theory. You keep that up, I'll give you a fat lip. Oh, am I getting fat in lip. too deep? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of any other. No. Uh, okay. So, okay, let's get into it then, shall we? Let's go. Okay, we start off, there's no chalk gag, just for a wee change. The couch gag is the Simpsons rising in a microwave, which I did enjoy. Love a wee microwave. (laughs) So we start off, uh, the Simpsons, well, all of the Simpsons, Marge, Bart, Lisa and Milhouse are going to the library. Yes, they are. Lisa's like, where's all the books? And the librarian goes, books? Books are for squares. And like they have like not, they have like Yu-Gi-Oh price guides and like... Yeah, really all... Really all you need. Is there any more to that sentence? You just went, <laughs> really all you need. But you have to admit, like, every everybody poops the video would be oh, so fucking upsetting. gonna be horrifying. Do you know, that's one of my favourite family guy jokes. Peter is trying to get a potty training book for Stewie and he goes to the bookshop and he's like, he goes, well, the famous one is everybody poops, but there's also this new one called nobody poops but you. <laughs> And he goes, well, we're Catholic. So he goes, oh, then you want, you're a naughty child and that's concentrated sin coming out of the back of you. (laughs) 
basically they have to do a history project, but like there's no books, there's fucking yeah. nothing. There's just loads of homeless people sleeping in in the library, including Homer. So Marge is like, well, how about like I know a bit about history? I'll tell you the stories, and then you can do a project. So we start with our first segment, which is Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Um, so Homer plays Henry the Eighth. Marge plays Catherine of Aragorn, uh, his first wife. Margarine. Margarine, yes. I'm never going to remember all those names. I did quite enjoy Homer's Henry VIII song when he was eating. Yes, that was fun. And also I enjoyed him rubbing his mouth on the Magna Carta. <laughs> oh, our friend, um, our friend, you was a girl, Joe, came back as well, which was fun. Yes, yes. I was very happy to see her, to be fair. There's quite a bit of filth in this episode, right? Particularly oh, in this is. segment. So, first of all, Marge comes out of the bedroom. He's like, what are you doing standing up? I just planted my seed in your womanly dirt. Which, you're not going to get pregnant that way, am I right? Absolutely not. <laughs> so, uh, but the, Dr. Nick, who's the court uh, physician, says her womb is filled with sea serpents. And then later on, Henry VIII is having a dream about his future son. And he goes, he's like, oh, you're my son, I love you so much. Why don't I have you now? And he goes, I don't know, too much jerking your American? Oh. A merkin is a pubic wig, isn't it? Yeah, for women. Yeah, so why would you be wanking a, a pubic wig? I think it's just because it rhymes. And it's juice. Do, do people use merkins? I don't really, I don't, you know, um, I don't really know what their use, use is. in like um, porn and stuff for like, you know, here's some pubes. Instead of having, but instead of actual pubes. Yeah. So they take like, all their own pubes off yeah. and put on a wig. Yeah, so it means then you can be like. But why not just use your actual? It, I guess it depends. Like. Does it help you avoid crabs, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Not sure. I know that like actresses use them in films. Yeah. You know, because so like you're like, wow, everybody's got big bush. <laughs> Babushka. Fuck's sake. Fucking kid bush. Heathcliff. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love that it's song. It's me, I'm working. I've got <laughs> uh, I'm so pubed. So, much like Henry VIII, Homer grows dissatisfied with his first wife because she cannot have a son. Get out of my dreams and into my wife is the weirdest version of get out of my dreams and into my car I've ever heard yeah. in my life. But you know what's catchy? So, Anne Boleyn introduces herself and she's got a business card that says, a son will come out tomorrow. Because <laughs> she's got childbearing hips. So, he's like, I need a divorce, Marge. Which he can't because it's not legal under Catholicism. So, he talks to Thomas Beckett, who is Ned Flanders. And is like, you can't, you know, you're a Catholic. And he's like, well, I'll just make my own church. He goes, look, a weird Italian celibate is going to know more about marriage than you your highness so just you know and he's like do you know what I'm going to canonize you and that means fire him out of a cannon and then he's like oh I can see my house <laughs> and then so he's like I'm divorced so they explain that they're splitting up to Lisa who is I think Queen Elizabeth unless you can grow a penis <laughs> and, she, and then she, she strains to try and grow a penis it's like I can't it's like, well, then I'll canonize you and she runs away. The Roy Cohn lawyer represents Catherine of Aragorn and gets, like, she gets half of everything, including half of his kingdom. So she gets Ireland. She's like, oh, oh, not Ireland. <laughs> so Anne Boleyn marries Henry VIII. She has one child, but it's a girl. So dun, then dun. she gets beheaded. And I liked Chief Wiggum as the executioner going, your head lives for five seconds afterwards, so I left a magazine in the basket. It's like, oh, my horoscope. <laughs> Then he marries, is it Catherine? No, Jane Seymour is his third wife, I think. I think so, yeah. And it's your woman going, oh, I do. I double do. Henry is the ginsiest. Otto is also one of his. Yeah, I told you I was a dude. <laughs> Which is, um. Did Homer, did Homer bum Otto? I think so. But that was one of those ones I was like, mm. 
Yeah. Not great. Generally. And then his final wife is Agnes Skinner, who is like, she's been picked she's for so, so many songs. She's got a good track sons. record because she's had 10 songs. Yeah. Dear she's God. She's 92. And then she goes, walking. <laughs> she's like, now take a ride on the Kingmaker, which is such an upsetting sentence. Oh God, it is. It sounds like a really bad dildo. Oh Jesus. It the does. Kingmaker? I just don't want to hear the word dildo. Really, I don't like it. <laughs> it's so aggressive, you know. We then see now this does not reflect the true life of Henry VIII. Obviously, none of it does, but you know what I mean. Even like the timeline's kind of right so far, where he and his first wife Catherine of Aragon reconcile on his deathbed, which did not happen. She died long mm-hmm. before him. I like it's a much happier ending for her to smother him with a pillow oh, in it revenge. Absolutely is, yeah. I actually thought at first I was like, is his next wife Marge's ma? <laughs> much like last week. I am just not keeping up with these things. So we cut back to the library. That's the end of the first story. Uh, so that is, I think Lisa's writing the story about Henry VIII, isn't she? Oh, no, 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 no. It's Millhouse is writing about Henry VIII. Lisa's doing about Sacagawea. And then Bart does about... Um, Mozart, that's right. Mozart, yeah. Nelson knocks uh, Millhouse's glasses off. And I will never, ever stop enjoying Millhouse's tiny eyes. It's They're amazing. They're so satisfying. Tiny eyes. Millhouse's glasses like can't disguise. He's got tiny eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa learns about Sacagawea, who I didn't really, I'd never heard of. I'd only heard of Lewis and Clark because I, the New Adventures of Superman was a pun yeah, on their name. I didn't like this segment purely because it was just one of those ones was like, oh, this really is all filler. There was nothing in it that I thought was funny. Mm, well, no, I can think of a couple of things. When they arrived at the Native American tribes, like, long have we waited, awaited the arrival of the white man and Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was one of those ones. It was it was kind of a weird choice to have Lenny and Carl be like the kind of main The main characters, yeah. I think that's what threw me off because I was like, wait a minute. Also, Lisa as Sagatuia has very weird hair. Oh, shit. And she's married to Melhouse, who is like. Who's like French? an old French? Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm scared of the dark, no? But he gets scalped when by Bart eventually. The dark, he scales me. <laughs> um, I did like so Otto's with them, and he dies of some poison berries, and he goes, yeah. "Oh, I'm dying!" But at least people will always remember the expedition of Lewis and Clark and Tweedleburger. <laughs> Tweedleburger. That's my porn name. I know. Carl blows his nose on a squirrel. That's another thing I noticed. Um, <laughs> And then they arrive and they arrive. <laughs> what? And then they arrive at the Pacific Northwest. They're like, wow, I say we give this lovely land a name worthy of its beauty. Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> so we then go back to the library. That's the end of the story. There's really nothing to it. They, yeah, just, it they just, discovered the Pacific Northwest. It was one of those ones I feel like they definitely at least ordered it well and that the two slightly stronger ones were at the start and the end of the episode, but that middle was not good. Oof. I didn't like it at all. Well, the thing I did like was they were saying, we will honour you forever, Sagajwe, in the, mo- you know, the most uh, poignant way we can. And Mars like, and they did. Look at this. It's a Sagajwe dollar. You can trade it out of the bank for a real dollar. <laughs> so... May she rest in peace, Sagadria. Bart is not happy. He's like, I'm not getting anything out of this. And she's like, come on, history's fun. It's like, what does she say? It's like an amusement park, but instead of rides, you've got to learn dates. Yeah. And then he's like, mom, everyone who ever lived is boring. And do you know what? On some level, he's not wrong. 
The only person who's ever been alive who hasn't been boring is Anthony Bourdain. Jesus. Mm, that's a no for me. I don't think he would have been fun at parties. The only time he would have been fun at parties is if he turned all the water into wine. But even then, like, mate, some people are alcoholics and they need some water, you know? Fair point. Fair point. Here's the thing you don't know about me. So at the minute I'm reading the Bible. No, I'm Jesus. Sorry. At the minute I'm reading the Bible, not for religious reasons, just as you know, I, I nearly finished the theology. I was like, do you know what? I don't think I've actually ever read the Bible cover to cover. So there's yeah. like a app you download and it gives you so many chapters a day, you know, oh, you read it across the course of a year. So you just read like three chapters a day. I'm at a bit in Exodus and it's really fucking weird. It's like, oh yeah, so if you get a slave and you don't like her, that's fine. But like her son belongs to you and all this. Yeah. Really, the Bible's really insane. fucked up. Yeah. The the Old Testament is bonkers. Like oh, truly fucking wild. There's like a thing where like you can you can if you beat a slave to death, you'll be put to death. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you beat a sl- no, sorry, if you beat somebody else's slave to death, you'll be put to death. But if you beat them within an inch of their life and they recover, you only have to look after them while they're in hospital. But yeah. if you knock their tooth out, you have to set them free. What yeah. is that? That doesn't make any sense. Mental. Sorry to anybody who's religious, but you need to go fucking read Exodus. I thought it was all Moses and like, oh, the sea's parting. And they, they do that bit in about the first 10 chapters and then they're just fucking wandering about going, I beat, beat the shit out of them as long as you don't kill them. <laughs> Bizarre. So Marge frames Mozart as like a rock and roll star. Yeah, bad boy rocker. And in a way he kind of was, you know, for his age. So Bart is Mozart. He's got lovely, lovely hair. Very fun, floppy hair that's like all over the place with little curls at the back. Little pigtails. No? Again, another cartoon mullet. Yep. Bit weird. So loads of women throw in their underwear and Edna Krabappel opens her dress and shows her tits. He's a child. Yep. Like it actually, they say he wins an award in the under 10 category. He's a child even in this. That's fucking weird. So Lisa is playing, isn't it Salieri? So she is very envious and she wants to play music and I did like this. Homer was like, ah, go play with the the other three untalented members of the family, Tito, Randy and Jermaine. (laughs) And they're like, That was funny, I'll give them that. Also, I'm so uncultured that whenever Lisa was playing scales, I thought she was about to launch into come up and see me, make me smile. Jesus Christ. The way it goes like, You've done it all. You broke it every code. Only metal. What a ball. Every time I hear that, I think it says butterballs. Butterball. Yeah, fits. There's an award ceremony, which the category is sponsored by Heinrichs Bratwurst. The catchphrase is, Papa, can we have a Heinrichs Bratwurst? <laughs> Papa, can we have a Heinrichs Bratwurst? So, Bart went, and so that, that really sends Lisa's, or Salieri, I suppose, over really the edge. Really boils like, her cannoli. Exactly, which is confusing because, well, she has Italian, actually. No, I'll, I'll, let's go with that. So, Mozart performs an opera, and <laughs> Marge's character goes, wow, it's sold out. Mincing room only. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> that all like, was funny. That was funny. My favourite, th- you know, as you know, I'm a big ACDC fan. And my favourite thing I think about the modern era of the band is that the singer who used to be like a big rocker guy now he minces all the time. He's all like, hoo-hoo, thunderstruck. <laughs> He's like, wow. <laughs> and all these crits. <laughs> what a guy. Wow. Ooh, you got me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> anyway. 
So Lisa's character's plan basically is to poison the emperor. Oh no, it's to put him to make him go to sleep. It's not to kill him. Sorry, yes, that's right. Uh, yes, put him to sleep because everybody follows the trend of the emperor. So if he falls asleep, everybody will be bored. Yes. By the the opera. Now the opera is all about farting, and pardon the pun, but I would watch the shit out of an opera about farting. Okay. Would you not like two hours all about farting? I mean, I've already seen Thunderpants, and I don't know what else there is to do. Thunderpants the opera? I don't know. I don't know if it would translate well to the theatre. Well, I do apologise. Fucking, you're too too cultured for fucking fart fart opera. Fart. No, I just feel like uh, opera fart. Thunderpants for me, (laughs) and it's the OG. The OG. Okay, fine. Everybody turns on the musical once they realise the Emperor is asleep. And Lisa celebrates with oh, a glass of wine herself. Oh, that well. Um, that one guy going, this makes me want to fop till I drop. <laughs> <laughs> and he just reminded me of Niles Crane. You know, yes. Like, oh my god, yeah. Glass of sherry and Fraser. Thank you, Niles. The Emperor's asleep. Everybody else is bored, booing it and all. Uh, Lisa celebrates with a glass of wine, but it also has sleeping powder in it, so she collapses. So Mozart is so devastated that he, like, wanders the streets in the rain. Yeah, that's like a real... He gets very sick, like, on his deathbed. And they bring in Dr. Nick. And his, li- his, his lines are great. He's like, I can tell from here you have too much blood. Let's get you covered in leeches. Now in the morning, you'll be good as new. Or dead. Or dead. But the important thing is... We'll know. We'll know. <laughs> so the last thing that Mozart tells Salieri is that he always thought that she would be the more successful one. But now that he's dying young, like, he's, gonna be the he's a legend forever. forever. So he dies then. But weirdly, so Salieri is very upset that she has killed Mozart. Mm-hmm. But then is also totally fucking fine about it. The next scene, she's like, I've oh, written a funeral it? requiem. And she's like, I'm going to be the biggest composer in Europe, finally. But instead, Beethoven's come along, and Nelson's played Ode to Joy, which is a fucking banger. Oh, it's right. What a banger, right? But then I liked, so he she gets cast away by the Emperor, and then Beethoven, as Nelson, laughs to the tune of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. <laughs> Whenever I was, wa- I was watching this in the living room earlier, and uh, my wife was in the kitchen, and she could kind of hear it. She went, she went, is that the episode you're doing tonight? She goes, it doesn't sound very good. And then immediately after that, he went, ha, ha, ha. And she's like, actually, to be fair, that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Salieri goes mad, and joins the asylum by getting into the yes. carriage. We get a wee cameo from the crazy cat lady. We do. Who's ranting and raving. She's been on quite a bit lately. She has, yeah. And She's that is the end of that segment. Quite a lot. Let her speak. <laughs> so we cut back to the library. Homer has been listening to the story but is not impressed with the music. He prefers things with good music like Animal House. And then he sings a song about seeing Donald Sutherland's ass. Mm-hmm. And then he goes home and watches Animal House again. So... And then we get some time in cards where it's like Henry VIII still has the the turkey eating record. Homer goes to work in a toga, all that shit, right? So, and that's the end of the episode. Now, I think it's quite telling that we've breezed through this because I really don't think this was good. Yeah, it's one of those ones, I feel like the first time I watched it, I was like, "Ah, okay. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, this really, if you're going to watch it at all, just watch it once and then never again. Never again, because it just doesn't work, does it? Yeah, in theory, it could have been good. I just feel like... 
there were, it, like, I don't know, just nothing about it really stuck. You know what I mean? No, I won't remember this episode at all. Oh, God, no, neither will I. Right, okay, so what are you going to give it out of five? Probably a two. That's what I was going with, two as well. I think that's, and I think that's almost generous, really. Yeah. So it's a four out of ten. That's probably the lowest score of the season so far. I think so, yeah. So, so don't watch it. If you, unless you're just four out of ten. 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 Please don't watch this episode because it just got four out of ten. <laughs> we will so, not okay. remember it or never watch it all again. We will never watch it ever, 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 ever again. We will never watch this episode, never, ever watch it again. So that that's, you know, that's really it for this week's episode, season 15, episode 11, the Margical History Tour. Next week, obviously, we'll be back. Heather, would you like a little, to hear a little bit about next week's episode? A little synopsis as a treat. A little synopsis. <laughs> Heather can have a synopsis as a treat. Please, sir, can I have some synopsis, please? <laughs> Season 15, episode 12, Millhouse doesn't live here anymore. When oh. Millhouse and his mother relocate to Capital City, Bart strikes up a friendship with Lisa, and Homer makes money by pretending to be a transient. Oh. See, those sound like two very different plots. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens there, so we'll see. <gasps> but until then, Heather, if people want to you know, get in touch with the podcast, how could they do it? Uh, they could fire us an email at stupidsexypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram at stupidsexypodcast. We're on Twitter at stupidsexypod. Is, is, is that it? Am I missing anything? Well, you're missing about how they can how they can help out the show, which is, for example, they could uh, share us on their socials. They could leave us a review on their podcast platform of choice. Good reviews only, please. Or if you really <laughs> want to help, recommend us to a friend because word of mouth, baby, it's what's for dinner. So that's going to do it for the first episode of 2022. It's been an absolute delight as ever, Heather. I'm glad we're going into our second year of this podcast. And we're over halfway through our second season now, which is just amazing. So, How many more seasons will we cover this year? Tune in to find out. Unless you're good at maths, I'm not. Two and a half. That's more than I thought. We'll we'll be on like season 18 by this time next year. So, something to think about. So, anyway, until then, I'm going to just leave Heather's mind to blow. This has been the Stupid Sexy Podcast. I've been Alan Irwin. I've been Heather Anderson. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week. On Stupid Sexy, Stupid Sexy, Sexy Pod. (laughs) Stupid Sexy, Stupid, Stupid Sexy Pod. (laughs) Did you like that I had to do the arm movements as well? Yeah, that's the only way you were getting that note out. Fair play. Bye. Bye.